On today's show, how did the Dallas Mavericks fall to the Phoenix Suns? How did they almost beat Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns? Talk about that, the weaknesses, and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Now back to the Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Lockdown Maps your first listen each and every day and every post game. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything Below. Let me know what's one reason the Mavs lost to the Suns. I know it's probably just Kevin Durant is probably the only thing people are commenting over and over again, but let us know in the comment section below. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And joining me, as always, my co host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The Don't Wait Wonder, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I did a first first thing today in my life. Fabulous first. My dad always called it. <laughs> All right. He, we, would come, we, we would come home and he would be like, did anybody do a fabulous first today at the dinner table? And he would ask us and we'd go around the table and like, I'd be like, I don't know. I went to, a, you know, I played my first basketball game where I did, you know, I got an A in, in the first class or something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I had a fabulous first today. Hey. <laughs> um, it feels like the like, corny family version of like your first anyway um <laughs> so something you gotta use these for <laughs> um <laughs> went to the mavericks game and the game was so early that there's still time left in the day that i went straight from covering the mavericks game watching an intense game to playing two hours to pick up basketball never done that in my life because it's so weird being in that like that mindset and then I get out there. I'm like, because you're a hooper, do, uh, ho- hooper. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna do something I saw on the floor. And I'm like, hey, I don't work at that same level <laughs> as I've just been watching this, you know, the highest level High of basketball. Level. And then I just feel really dumb because I'm like, what am I even doing out here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was just a weird, it was a weird mindset shift. I've never done that before, and uh, but it was fun at the same time. Uh, on today's show, we'll talk about that high level of basketball that was actually played, not the level Isaac played, but the, <laughs> the level that was played in Mavs versus Suns. Uh, was Luka Doncic right physically? I think that's something we do need to talk about early. We'll talk about how the Mavs almost got a win, but it, it got away from him again. And then uh, let's talk about some more stuff. The bench, I thought, was was incredible. We got to talk about them. Talk about Kevin Durant versus Kyrie, Booker versus Luka, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, the comments after the game. Next time, don't wait till it's three seconds left to talk. <laughs> There's so many things to get into. This rivalry is really fun every time you get into it. You, the, the like, the fans online, like the, on Twitter, like I think if you read through the comments under just some of the posts that I made afterwards, I don't know if you would know which team won the game. <laughs> like I think both fans were just as mad at the other team as the others. Uh, Suns fans just get more angry when they win games than when they lose games. It seems I mean, like. if you got put out like you did last year, though, I mean, I'd be pretty mad. <laughs> They're talking like they didn't, though. It's crazy. But uh, the Mavericks do lose this game. 
Uh, 130 to 126, as the Mavs are prone to do recently. <laughs> they can only score 120 or more in games now. Uh, but Luka Doncic, I think, is the main story of this because he had things to say after the game. He had things to say during the game. Only shot 8 of 23, 34 points, played just 35 minutes, just a little notable, and had five turnovers, only four assists. He was one of nine from the from three in this game. And... I got to the game early. I got to the game about an hour and a half early. Luca usually warms up on the main court an hour before the game. This has been consistent for a long time that he's been warming up then. And I kept waiting around and waiting around and waiting around. And he wasn't coming out. Like he never came out of the tunnel, never warmed up. Turns out he was warming up in the practice facility. Uh, he, he didn't warm up in the main court. But then the Mavs came out for their warmups and they started doing the layup lines and they started to do that after they did, uh, you know, they always have like, you know, a group to come and perform a song or something like that. And then the, the, the Mavs come out. Luca was late coming out of that too. And so I thought that, that was weird and that kind of poked my head up. And then Luca didn't play uh, as much during the game. And then Tim McMahon was talking about how they were giving him like, like treatment during the game. And so I don't think Luca was right physically. They asked him about it after the game. He said, you know, I've been dealing with it for the last week. So yeah, today was the worst. I'm just trying to keep going. We don't really know what exactly it is, but you know, when I try to shoot or jump, I feel like this, you know, this leg is a little bit weaker pain wise. He said, it's not too bad. And then Tim Cato asked if it was, uh, you know, it affected that final shot that he missed. He had that shot to tie the game at the very end, that bunny right at the rim. And he said, no, no, I just missed that one. He said it didn't affect it. I- I'm going to call BS on that. I think I think it did affect it because I think it affected every shot he took. Yeah, I mean, something was going on. I mean, I tweeted, you know, er- very early in the game. I thought he was sick. Um, right. <laughs> you know, we were joking up there. We're like, hey, is he just going to throw up in the middle, middle of the game? Because <laughs> like you said, we were like, is he ever going to come out? He didn't warm up. You know, like he won a practice court and all the stuff that you're saying, you know, even like early on timeouts and stuff or, you know, he was just already like hunched over on his knees and. But he wasn't, it didn't seem like he was favoring the, the thigh at that point. He just was like hunched over. I'm like, dude, is, is he just dealing with sickness? Are we going to get a, you know, uh, I know what it was. and then he left for a bit in the second came back. But yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't hundred percent. It's not an excuse, but it's still just worth talking about. Like, Hey, he wasn't hundred percent. He still put up, you know, 34 in this game. <laughs> he got a ton of free throws, 17 of 19 from the free throw line. That's incredible for him. You know, like it's a great percentage. Um, there's a, uh, there's a, there's the moment in 30 rock, the show where, uh, Jenna has to sing and she gets like the yips and she can't sing and they go through her, her childhood. And when she was like a child singer and they realized that all these moments where she had to sing in like a high pressure situation, she had some kind of pain that was happening. And so at the very end, she's like, has the yips, can't sing. And then from across the room, Pete Hornberger, the producer shoots an arrow and like cuts her arm and she gets the pain. And all of a sudden she sings perfectly. I felt like Luca's pain in his leg was like that. And he finally hit his free throws. He went 17 of 19 in this game. And just, he just needed some pain just to get through it. Just, to focus um that that the, that reference is for like five people and i appreciate every one of you yes all five of you can reach out to nick uh, about <laughs> that um and then you, you know obviously it came down toward you know to the end of the game he missed the bunny he should have made it there's no excuse he on said it, it but uh you know he missed it and then there's the whole scuffle of him and him and booker and you know it's not a shocking thing out there that these two guys don't like each other. It's awesome for the league. Like yeah. I, I liked Booker's answer after the game about, Hey, y'all are always talking about how people don't, you know, are too friendly in the NBA. And now you have some smoke. And 
And it's, you know, Luca made his comment and it's like, that's cool. Like, this is great for the league. Sign me up for this. Whether Booker, I don't, I couldn't tell, like from my angle, it didn't look like Booker was talking to him, but obviously Luca didn't like, you know, what he was saying. So they, you know, Luca McMahon and, and Cato both asked Luca about that specifically and said, you know, was he talking to the ref or was he talking to you? And I watched the film back and yeah, he, he is like looking at the ref, but he's pointing at Luca. Like he, he's pointing his whole arm like at Luca and walking towards the ref and, and talking, but talking close enough to Luca that he knows Luca can hear what he's saying. But Luca said, Oh no, he was talking to me. The way the, the words that he said, the things that he was saying, he was talking to me. And then they asked if he would, they, he would say what Booker, Booker said to him. And he's like, no, I I'd get fined. I can't say that. It's not, it's not appropriate. And, uh, and you know, and Luca mouth, you know, shut the F up back, back to Devin Booker and they just went at it. And yeah, you gotta love the smoke, right? Like this is like, a, this is a real rivalry in the NBA. Now I, I so want another, another playoff series of this. It just makes the NBA great. It just makes basketball. How many other rivalries right now are there? Like how many of them are you like really circling? Like in a playoff series, like, man, that, that a ton of people, not just us being biased, man, sense, like that you would be looking at saying, all right, man, that's going to be a tough, like, it's rivalry. Like Grizzlies Warriors? No. Like, well, start Grizzlies look- got their own problems right now. They, they do have lots of problems right now. I mean, uh, like, Sixers Bucks the other night didn't even seem like a like – you, you can't do Nets Knicks anymore. Like, that's not even really a rivalry. No. Um, he- Is it the best in the in the league right now? Suns Mavs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the best rivalry in the league, and uh, if Luka Doncic was, was right, I think physically this game goes differently. If he shoot he, the the headline of this game, I think should be for Mavs fans. Luka Doncic shoots eight of twenty three from the field, and the Mavericks almost win <laughs> against Kevin Durant oh, and the yeah. Suns. And Kevin Durant and Booker combined for sixty four percent from the field. It's twenty seven of forty two from the field. Those two guys. Okay, after the break, let's continue on this and talk about why Mavs fans should have their heads, you know, high right now. Yeah, let's talk about the good we can take away from this game. Obviously, we'll talk about the reasons why they lost a little later. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go check out Prize Picks right now and see what's available to you. They have all kinds of stuff. It's changing all the time. You can go to uh, Prize Picks, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, you get 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You can use it on, oh, Grizzlies versus Clippers. I don't think John Morant is going to be playing in this game, so he won't be. Uh, they have fourth quarter points. That one's an interesting one. Hmm. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, six and a half fourth quarter points, more or less against the Grizzlies? Uh, More. This team needs a win. This this Clippers team also has, has not had a lot of wins recently. Paul George, five and a half fourth quarter points more or less i'm gonna go less on that one if i more. just put that <laughs> you're gonna say more i'm gonna say less if you just put that down uh you can play 20 bucks you'll win 60 if i put down uh, 100 i can win 300 dollars just with that play you can do all kinds of other things with it too you can combine it with other nba things soccer mlb all kinds of other things go check it out it's prizepicks.com All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen each and every day and being part of the show. Again, free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. I want to take one second before we go any further and just say I so appreciate every single person that came up to me today during the game. I, I was I came home and told my wife. I was honestly overwhelmed by the amount of people that came up and said, 
Raccoon Squad, Locked On Mavs. I listen to the show every day. Appreciate you guys and what you're doing. And that means so much to me. Uh, I had a couple of stickers at home. I gave out every sticker I had. I think I gave out 30, 35 stickers today to different people that, that came up to me. Uh, shout out to Ariel. Shout out to all the people that I met. I oh, do still have Little Mermaid. I do ha- still have some sticker condoms. Still sticker condoms here, and uh, I appreciate. Um, I appreciate a lot. Uh, Paul Schmidt. His son came up to me today, and he's like in second, third grade, maybe fourth grade, and was like, "Are you Nick? Is your channel locked on Mavs?" And took a picture with me, and it was the first time that like a kid came up to me and asked if he had. Uh, you know, if, if I was Nick and that he said he had watched the channel and, and watched us. And that that took me like all the way like to, to a point where like I almost teared up on the way yeah. down to the press. You need to watch your jokes, Nick. Um, I do. I do. Absolutely. I do Paul's absolutely. kid is listening. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I appreciate all that. And uh, thank you guys for, for being part of this and uh, being part of this community. Like we one of the things we really want to do is make this a community. And the Raccoon Squad is definitely that. So thank you. Thanks ever. for walking up to Nick and uh Never finding me. I, every single person asked where cool. you are, and I have to point all the way up into the ceiling to see where you are because Isaac Come sits. up there and see me. If you're real fans, come <laughs> up and see me in the press box. Literally, no one can get to you. Like, that is like you're okay. The, that's kind of true. People all, have looked up in the press box up in that section. And oh, that's said, true. Hey, that's Isaac. What's this? It's like 324 or something. If you're, if you're in that section, you can know. turn around and look up and see him, but you're kind of up in an ivory tower up there. I mean, I'm more comfortable. <laughs> Uh, I have some stickers left. I ordered a whole bunch more, so I probably won't have them for the next home game, but for the rest of the season, I'll have them because that was amazing today. All right. Dallas Mavericks, they lose the game, but but mm. I think this is a game you can look at, and I don't know if you can say, oh, moral victory. The Mavs should feel really good about this, but I do think they're figuring some things out. What, what's something that you saw today? You're like, okay, I think they're figuring some stuff out. Oh, gosh. I mean, no, I mean, it was more of, hey, l- let's look at some things that, went decently well that you're looking at and saying, I mean, this is a loaded Suns team, right? Like yeah, you know, Booker and, and Kevin Durant, Durant having 37, Booker 36, but Chris Paul in the role he's playing, obviously DeAndre Ayton, even though he didn't do a ton, he had a lot of rebounds in this game, 16, but um, Suns are the number one team in the West to, to go to the NBA, to win the NBA championship right now. If you go to, to bet online, plus 460 for the Suns, plus 800 for the Nuggets. Like that's a that's a big difference between those two teams. They're the favorite. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like you look at the, you know, three-point shooting between Kyrie and Luka. Yeah, they had 34 and 30, but I mean, they went 4 of 17 from the three-point line together. I mean, that's just that's not going to happen a ton between those two guys. You know, they didn't have Maxi. Like Maxi would have changed this game a lot defensively. Yes. And, you know, being able to have that guy that can play on the perimeter and also hit the threes too. Those are just two things just right off the top that I mean you could look at, hey, they got they're you know, they're getting to the line better, shooting better free throw, you know, percentage on that. Um but but you know, you take away Tim's, you know, six threes in this game, it's like there wasn't a t- you know, a really great outside shooting outside of Tim. So um that's the thing I'm looking at is saying, you know, somebody tweeted at us after the game and say, Hey, give me some positives from this game. This sucks losing. Yeah, it sucks losing. They lost by four, they could have won this game. But man, there's a lot that shows you in this game. Like they went into this Philly Phoenix, you know, two game stretch, and we were joking before this two game stretch and saying, All right, what if they win these next two? You know, like how would that change your mind? Because, you know, two games ago, I mean, getting online and talking about <laughs> basketball is really difficult. All right. I mean, it's difficult in it already, but 
you know, and then they beat Philly, and then they almost won this game, and that would really, like, talking about flipping 180, but it at least showed me a lot, too, of, like, they can hang with some of these guys. Maxie's going to change something. If they're all healthy. It, it shows you the this level of basketball that they can all play. Luka wasn't even fully healthy at that. You're like, even despite all the flopping and the guys, I get it. Luka whines. Luka flops. 100%. We, we've seen it. All of that. Luka. There's nobody. There's nobody that matches Devin Booker. Like, unbelievable. It's, it's, it's unreal. The dude gets Kevin Durant and is like, dude. I'm even more confident in my flopping. <laughs> the Kardashian Pez dispenser did strike again and several times. There's the there's the incredible clip where Kyrie Irving is guarding him on the top of the key and like <laughs> Devin Booker dribbles up to him in a foul that I hate because it's just a little contact. Like Devin Booker dribbles yeah. a little bit too close to Kyrie. There's a little contact with Kyrie's chest and his arms are out to his side and then all of a sudden like Devin Booker flings back and that's a foul. Like I just hate that foul, but they it seemed like in this game that the that the the Mavs are being refed on a curve because the Mavs are being more physical. Luca's obviously a more physical player than Durant and Booker, and yeah. so the types of fouls he was getting and the types of fouls the Suns were getting were just so different in this game. It's it's hard to try and officiate them the same because the Mavs had the Mavs had a ton more free throws, right? They had thirty eight free throws, and the, the Suns only had twenty five. If you called it the same, the Mavs may have had fifty free throws in this yeah. game. No, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, but I think if you're looking at some more positives, like, okay, give me a positive from this loss. The Mavs took a shot in the mouth from, from the beginning of the game, right? The, the Suns built up a nine point lead in the first quarter. And it was just incredible shot making. If you were at this game, you just saw how hard like a playoff game, how, yeah, it felt like a playoff game and how hard it is to defend Kevin Durant. He, he takes that team to such another level because he's, I can't say the adult. He's he's Superman on the Justice League. The Justice League is like all these all these people together, and they gotta figure out okay, how do we fix this huge world-ending problem? And Superman flies in and just like punches everything and is indestructible. And like he's kind of a plot device that's really hard to use because he just like comes in and or he's Captain Marvel in the in uh in Endgame when all of a sudden she flies in and blows up all of Thanos' ships and he's like. Okay, we gotta we gotta change the entire plan because this person has showed up now, and that's Kevin Durant. As soon as they, as soon as the Suns like get cold for a couple possessions in a row, Kevin Durant can just score five points like it's nothing. Like he he just pulls up and gets to his spot, pulls up and hits a shot. Like there's nobody in the NBA right now that makes scoring look as easy as Kevin Durant. No, oh, in mid range, I mean he can get whatever he wants. Tim was talking about post game is like, dude, Katie's been doing this since. You know, he's a kid working on his craft and it's like you can you can try stuff, but um that I mean that's what makes their team so deadly. I mean, you go out and you make you know, you make that trade because of that. The defense for Mavericks tonight, it came down and it worked a lot of the game. It came down to, hey, we're gonna bring a double. We're gonna bring a double on, you know, KD or Booker or whoever it is, and whoever the fifth guy is, you're gonna get the shot. It's like yeah. we're gonna dare you, whoever the fifth guy is you have in this game. And it was Josh Okogi, and the dude couldn't hit a shot for nothing. And they just kept on leaving him open. They're like, he's just going to live by this or die by it. And he was dying by it. And them switching him out and saying, you know what? You just don't have it tonight. Them switching him out for Ish Wainwright. And, you know, they tried Terrence Ross, but dude, Terrence Ross looks cooked on defense. (laughs) But, I mean, Wainwright hitting those threes in the game, I mean, that was arguably the difference in the game. 
that it, that was a huge moment, and it takes that. Like Mavs fans should know by now that some role players like Maxi or Reggie or Dorian or whoever it was it was hitting a bunch of threes in a game can totally swing a game. If Luca's gonna have the game that he does, now that that could totally swing a game too. But yeah, Ish Wainwright in that fourth quarter, uh, he's been in and out uh, of the lineup, but in that fourth quarter, he he hit. He was four or five from three. Yeah, he hit, hit two of three in, the, in that fourth quarter, and Akogi was zero for eight. There was three yeah. possessions in a row at one point where Akogi missed like every single time. They, they just kept running that same thing. Uh, that was the beginning of the third quarter. They just kept running that same play over and over again. They got a wide open three for Josh Akogi, and it just didn't go down every single time. It was clear that that was the Mavs game plan, 100%. and it was pretty smart. It's like, all right, if all these guys are on the floor and we could have Josh Akogi taking a three, that's probably what we're going to have doing. It's just when Rain- Wainwright started hitting the threes, you know, Luca just couldn't close out in time. Coming up, a couple more things that went well for the Mavericks. We've got to talk about the bench and what worked for them. And then let's talk about the reasons why the Mavs lost this game, because I think there are some things they need to look at going forward. So let's talk about that. Coming up, but before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious, and I ate one today at the game. Whoa. I had the brownie. I need to make a new order. The brownie batter puff. They're gluten-free now. I did not know that. I did not know that they were gluten, not gluten-free before that, but they are now. It's my favorite bar. They're delicious. I honestly would take this, and if you gave me a row of candy bars, I would rank it in a, in a within the candy bars. Maybe not the best. Maybe not like... Number one candy bar of all time, but like in within candy bars. That's how good these bars are. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only six grams of sugar. That's one of the reasons why it's all the way up there because you're not getting a ton of sugar in it, but you are getting the protein. You are getting the taste. They do taste very good. The puffs are very different from the regular bars. So try a mixed box, try different things. You can get them at Walmart. You can get them at Sam's Club, or you can go like Isaac is probably doing right now. Go to built.com and uh, use that promo code locked on lock 15 and get yourself some built bars. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about this Dallas Mavericks game. I got it. We got to give props to the bench because the Dallas Mavericks bench was another reason why they were in this game at all. Mavs outscored the Suns bench 48 to 28. This is one of the reasons why this Suns team is going to struggle in some areas because if Wish Ish Wainwright is your number one score, Wish Wish Wainwright, Wish Wainwright, Wish Wainwright is your number one score off the bench, like that's going to be a problem. Campaign didn't couldn't get a ton going in this game, and they honestly didn't play any of their bench guys that much. Uh, but Tim Hardaway for the Maps, twenty one points, six of eight from three. He had a couple of heat checks in this game that were just fun. First half he was incredible and. Christian Wood played a really great game. I thought Christian Wood yeah, played really, really, quarter stretch. really well in in most of the minutes that he that he played tonight. Uh, he had 17 points off the bench, a couple of boards, a uh, steal. He hit a three, six of seven from the free throw line. You talked about that fourth quarter run where he was just helping the offense keep going, and that's what they need. They just have to keep churning the offense just because they're not going to get enough stops on defense to go on a run or to go on a drought on offense and make it work. But Christian Wood is great, and honestly – he was better than DeAndre Ayton in this game. Yeah, I I just I don't know what to think about DeAndre Ayton on this oh, team. Me either. Because, like, I mean, how are you going to get shots? <laughs> you know, he gets 16 boards, and it's just like, hey, bro, you're just going to be a rebounder. But, no, Christian Wood had, had a great game. Um, like I said, he had 17 points in this game. He had a tough, like, powerful, like, drive to the basket, two-handed dunk. Um you know, I thought Justin Holiday. You know, we talked a lot about the Terrence, not a lot, but like Terrence Ross. You know, spurring the Mavs, going to Phoenix. They shifted, went to Justin Holiday. I mean, there's a chance that this looks like Holiday's a better player than Ross. <laughs> Towards the, he's definitely a better know, fit. 
in the season. Like I know, and you know, when I was watching a, a, a Kogi miss all those threes, <laughs> I leaned over to Bobby and I was like, I bet they wish they had Justin Holiday right now, because like, <laughs> he could have played that role great, you know, and just stood in the corner and hit open threes. But, uh, but no, I, I thought you know, and this is the reason why you, you know, you're picky about the Tim Hardaway trade stuff at the deadline because you know, this is a type of Tim Hardaway thing that, that he can give you like for all the defensive stuff we talk about and the streakiness, he is a very streaky player, but man, I mean, they, they were four points away, you know, five points away from beating the Suns team. And it had a lot to do with Tim's 21 points off the bench because you got a guy like Tim who can get hot like this and hit six or seven threes in a game. And it's like, all right, you could do that. Now the next game, he can go one for nine. You just gotta, you know, Cross your fingers, but, but come then, playoff time, he could very well win you a, a game in the playoffs. But then you hope that Bullock goes like six of eight from three, or that you know yeah. Maxi does it, or Christian Wood does it, or, or some of the other, or Kyrie or Luca, you know, somebody else gets hot from three at that point, and that that's what you're hoping for. That's why you you get all these guys together that can uh, to get hot at certain times. And last year, why the Mavericks were so good in the playoffs because you never know which guy that was going to be. But Tim yeah. Hard, I thought Tim Hardaway also was good defensively at times. I thought that that he had. I thought you come at me with that face. You come at me with that face. I thought he had some good. I plays. just got one question for you. Why is he in the game garden, KD, at the end? Yeah. I, what 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 is that? Like a couple things I still don't get is when you can go offense defense. Why not put Josh Green? I thought Josh Green was was good on KD at times. He had some really good. Especially contests. at the end, it's like I get it at the beginning because Josh, you know, fouls everybody. But at the end, it's like all right, like. Wow, I don't know. Josh fouls everyone except for Devin Booker on that tra- that transition play. What? I, what was that? I mean, I just, I don't, I don't that know. was a third quarter, middle of the third quarter. There is a you know a foul on a Booker Booker fast break. He's on the other, and then Josh Green realizes that Booker's already got the layup. He can't catch up to him, and so he just matrix leans away from him and tries to not get any contact. There is really no contact. It looks like there's contact with his foot, but there's really not. And then they call a foul on it. It was just, it was brutal. Yeah, absolutely horrible. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think, um, you know, I'm not the coach here. Twitter's not the coach, but I, I probably wouldn't Twitter have. Twitter isn't uh, the coach. I probably wouldn't have Tim guarding Kevin Durant late in the game. But that was the choice. You know, once again, I think that's probably Maxi. Uh, you know, and didn't hey. Didn't matter. Didn't matter who was guarding Katie in this game. You know, a positive from this is. Maxie's kind of like your, uh, you know, your card in the deck that they haven't got to see with this lineup yet. So if you meet in the playoffs and it's like, Hey, they haven't got to see Mac. I mean, they played against Maxie last year, but I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a positive that Maxie had hamstring surgery comes back a little earlier than we expect. And then is out for hamstring. So I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm not sure that I'm taking that as a positive. What conspiracy music here? What if the Mavs held out Maxi because they're like, "Hey, we don't want to show you our true closing." <laughs> Just want to hold a card. Yeah, we don't want to show you our true closing lineup until the playoffs. A player they've um, play, a player they've played already the entire playoff series. Uh, it comes down for the Mavericks in this game is the fact that you got to score 130 points to win a game. It, that feels like it's the the typical thing now. Like I think Iztok tweeted out, which shout out to Iztok. Iztok's been in Dallas the past yeah. week. I've been in all the games. I think today was his last game. So show Iztok. Uh, some love. If you don't follow him on Twitter, yeah, was you a, need to follow him. That was a rough him. homestand for him. For <laughs> it was. He's a great guy, obviously, in Slovenia. But uh, uh, but anyway, 
like I think he's been joking like hey this team's got to score 130 points to have a shot in a game I, I I don't know how sustainable that is like 130 is a lot you got some really good offensive players but you shouldn't have to score 130 to win every game another reason why one of the reasons why they have to score 130 is their pace has gone up they they were 29th in pace in the NBA before the trade since the trade I just looked it up they're ninth, and this is counting games with Luca or without or with Kyrie or without, they're 19th in pace. So their pace has increased. So you take their pace down a little bit, it's maybe 110, 120 they have to score to win instead of 130. But like that's one of the reasons why it looks so ridiculous that they have to score this much. Now, they yeah. still do need to score that much, and it is it is a lot. Uh, there's, I don't think I was on Locked On Sports today, and Peter asked me, he's like, where does this team find defense? Like, a fan came up to me today and you know was like, "We got to get Javale McGee some more minutes." And I was like, "If Javale McGee is the answer to turning this defense around, I don't think the Mavs have any answers. There's there's no more personnel answers. The, bringing back Maxi is going to help a little bit if he, whatever he can give you, but there is no defensive answers. And also, there's there was not going to be no answers for Booker or Kevin Durant. Like, there's not any good enough." answers for that those guys yeah. are just incredible shot like there's just incredible shot making going on in this game and, and you know there was a lot of switching going on they run booker off these screens yeah and he's just incredible at you know shooting at these angles moving sideways they're tough you know but they got they got to get better defensively and at this point you're just crossing your fingers and saying you're hoping playoff time that the the trio of maxi josh and reggie can just step it up a notch and say, and, and you're looking at Luca saying, you got to try. Yeah. Like you come playoff time. You got to try on the defensive end. And cause yeah, I mean, if we're being honest now, some of the ish Wainwright stuff, he should have closed out. And if we're being honest, he like, he was, that was his guy. Kinda, he's kind of, you know, slow getting out, closing, you know, in the corner, but to his defense a little bit, Sometimes he had to help in the paint because some guys were beating, getting beat off the dribble. They were driving in. He was helping a little bit, and but still, there's too many of them. And you know he's not he's not healthy. But come playoff time, you know hopefully he'll step it up a notch defensively. Yeah, Dallas Mavericks come away with a loss, but there's some positives from it, and uh, they move on now. They they play some more. They have more games to play. They have more games to try and figure out what this this team is going to do. They have. Coming up, David Locke coming to town. Yeah, the boss, David Locke with the Utah Jazz coming in on Tuesday. That should be a good game when Mavericks can hopefully figure some things out. Then New Orleans, Memphis, two games in a row, probably without John Morant at this point. That's what I would guess. Then San Antonio and then Los Angeles, then Memphis again. So that's their next slate of games. Th these are games the Mavericks should should try. They should be able to figure some stuff out. I don't know if defensively they'll figure some things out, but this should be a good stretch of games for the Mavericks to, to work through some of these issues. For sure. <laughs> nothing else. Nothing else to add. I, I was trying to think of a joke, but uh, it's better if I just keep my jokes. I thought we, I thought we came up with next time. Don't wait till it's three seconds left. To <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> did you think the halftime performance is weird today? The halftime performances cycle. have been weird. Basically, They're all weird. I'm all out the, on them. The last, I, I hate halftime performances. The last five halftime performances for the Mavericks have been, okay, we have this woman that can do a thing that no one else can do, <laughs> basically. Because there's one that I sent to my wife that was this, this woman was balancing on this giant yellow exercise ball, like a four-foot-tall exercise ball. And she's like, like, 
like walking around on it and then spinning like glowing hula hoops. There's another one today that was like riding a, bu- oh, a bicycle, riding a bicycle in a bunch of different ways. There's another one that uh, she was doing handstands and then she shot an arrow from her feet doing a handstand, which actually that, that part was cool. But doing the other handstands that like, it's just cool. It's just been some interesting ones one after the other where I'm like, are all these people related? Like, how do they know they could do all? Did you guys find, Every, find yeah, them all from the same circus? Well, that's the thing. Every single halftime thing, I always ask, how did you know? How did you find out you can do this? The chin like, balancing what? guy. Weird. How does he know? How does he know he can balance stuff on his chin like a ladder or a desk? I just have I have hot takes about halftime performances. We don't need them. Like, take them all out. Like, what do you play, do instead? Play a video on the jumbotron. <laughs> Some some video show Just show like a ep- flashback. Play an to episode like of Ted Lasso. On the Mo- Moody Madness. Like do some educational thing about the history of the Mavs or something. Like do that instead of some dumb person. Like I don't know. Like oh, having shots. little like, dogs out there. Huh, I don't care. The it, dog ones are great. Give me give me every I halftime show with dogs. I love dogs, but hey, go catch a frisbee. Cool. I can go to the park and see that. Yeah, but not that far and not multiple times. And backflips. I'm I'm here for all the dogs on the court. Yeah, the first time I'm like, hey, cool move, Fido. Wow. And then after like the 15th time of him catching a Frisbee, I'm like, all right, let me go get some popcorn. Isaac even hating dogs. Explain yourself. Sorry. I love dogs. Don't even. It's the halftime performances in general. We can just, yeah. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps. We'll be here for the rest of the week. And also... Go check out Lockdown NBA Game to Game. It's on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.